Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Amen, amen, amen. When we were looking for uh, videos to show, there was four, I mean, there's hundreds to pick from online and you go through these videos. And so I see this one and I'm like, wait a second. They're giving the Lord's Prayer. They're talking about revival. Could it be any? It's like they made this video for our church for this time, for this 4th of July. So I was, I mean, I was just in a thank you to Worship House Media, or wherever it came from, being like, yes, you are spot on. This is the right prayer. This is the right video for us for July 4th. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are doing miracles. You are your miracle-working power. Father, is present in this place. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you for everything that you have done. Everything that you're doing this morning. Everything that you're going to be doing even this afternoon, tomorrow, this week. We thank you for it. And Father, this morning I pray that you would just open our ears to hear. Open our eyes to see your word and what you have for us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we have been doing a series called Marked by Miracles. And for those who have been here for the past couple weeks, know that we've been really walking through the Lord's Prayer to say, well, we haven't got very far. Let me just say that. So for a couple weeks, we've been walking through the Lord's Prayer. And what God had showed me is that in order for us to live a life marked by miracles, we have to truly embrace this Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. What is he saying to us? What is he ministering? When we are praying, what are we asking? Do we really know what we are asking for? Do we really even know what we're saying? And the Bible warns us not to say the Lord's Prayer in vain repetition. And so I've been challenging us as a church to stop saying it as fast as you can possibly say it and to start saying it word by word and slow it down. Our Father who art in heaven. And we stuck on that first line of that prayer for two weeks, maybe three, And I promise you this week that I'm going to get to hallowed be your name. So we're going to get to hallowed be your name. And I'll tell you what, we are not going to get any further than that. I'm already warning you. So if you're thinking about what's next, next week we got Marilyn Neubauer. And then the following week on the 21st, we're going to be talking about your kingdom come. Your will be done. Maybe I'll get to on this earth as it is in heaven. But really the 21st is going to be all about understanding God's kingdom. What, is he, what are we praying when we're asking for his kingdom? What is his will? What really is his will? Your will be done on this earth. What does that even mean? What does that even look like? So we're going to spend some time, but that's in two weeks. But today we're going to get to hallowed be thy name. Yes? We are ready to do this. I think we can do it. All right. The key verse for the entire series outside of the Lord's Prayer is found in Job And it's Job 5, verses 8 and 9. And I want to just, I want to read this to you. It says, but if I were you, if I were you, I would appeal to God. I would lay my cause before him. Church, 
everybody has a cause that you need to lay before him. I truly believe that this morning during worship, there were causes, there were concerns, there were challenges, there were things that you just couldn't, uh, you came in with them on you, you came in them with all over you, and you laid them before him. No, no, church, don't walk out with the same cause that was on you. Leave it here. Leave it here and put it in his hands. Why? Because verse 9, because he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed. Wonders. You cannot fathom what God can do in your life and miracles that cannot be counted. He is doing miracles that cannot be counted. Now, I'll tell you what. I've been miracle tracking, okay? I've been, I think we've talked about this. I've been tracking the miracles that are happening in this church. Ones that I hear about, ones that somebody else tells me about, ones that come in on connection cards. And this morning, I woke up, and I kid you not, I said, oh my goodness, I don't know of a miracle that happened this week. I don't know of a miracle that happened this week in our church family. And I was like, I'm telling you, church, I was actually a little bit bummed. I was bummed out. Because last week I was like, no, 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 there's not enough miracles happening. No, 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 there's not enough salvations happening. I was totally bummed. And this morning I came to church, and I'm kind of walking around the lobby going, ooh, I wonder if somebody, come on. Somebody has got to give me a testimony. God had to have done something miraculous in somebody's life. And guess what? Nobody. Like, what is going on here? Like, now, now my radar is up. I'm thinking, like, all right, well, maybe someone's going to say, I don't know, something's going to happen. I know Rich and Eric are going to give their testimony. Yes, that was, but that didn't happen last week. And as I was sitting there, and as my beautiful wife, Pila, as we call her, Pija and Pila, as she was giving announcements, Rich came over and whispered in my ear and said, hey, do you know what? Maybe you didn't know. Now, he had no idea this was happening. I didn't tell him, like, hey, Rich, go find a testimony real quick because I'm about to get up there and I don't know what I'm going to say if there's not a testimony that happens. And he whispers in my ear and says, somebody was here last Sunday and somebody had a back pain and a back issue and they were miraculously and totally healed in this church service last Sunday. So praise God. Give him a hand. He is a miracle-working God. I love when God does that. Like, he's just like... Jason, chill out. Be patient. I got this covered. You know, and I know there was more than just that. I just didn't hear about them. So I do like to hear about them. So you need to continue to share them with me uh, when you can. But anyway, we're going to get to hallowed be thy name. So the Lord's Prayer says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And I started, I started studying saying, what does, that, what does hallowed even mean? Like, what, what is that? And forever, I just thought it meant we're just going to worship God. We're just going to, hallowed be his name, we're going to worship God's name. Well, technically, actually, the way it's written and the way, if you do study, that's not actually what Jesus is commanding us to do or what he's asking us to say. So what does it mean in this context? Jesus is teaching us here that our very first priority in praying is to ask that our heavenly Father's name be hallowed. We're asking that his name be hallowed. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And what I want you to notice is that this is, a, this is a petition or a request. Listen to me. For those who, the English language you like, this is a petition or a request. We're actually asking God to hallow his name. 
This isn't, this isn't a declaration. We're not worshiping his name. You guys understand the difference. We're not saying we're going to hallow be your name. We're not jumping up and down. We're, we're asking that his name be hallowed. We're, we're petitioning God to move as God moves and as only God moves to hallowed his name. You get that? When we are saying hallowed be your name, we're saying God move. God do. You do what you can do. You do what only you can do. That's what we're saying. We're not saying worship your name. We're saying do what only you can do. So it's not a declaration. It's a request to God that he would see to it that his own name be hallowed. We're requesting God to do what only God does. I love this. And I think of an example. I think of this as an example. Anybody know who Michael Jordan is? Has anybody ever heard of Michael Jordan? He's a basketball player, probably one of the greatest of all time. And I think about like when they're in the huddle and there's just like a few, there's like 30 seconds left in the game and they're not sure what play they're going to run or what they're going to do. You look to the superstar. You look to the guy who gets it done every time and you say, you know what? Here's the ball. You do what you're going to go do. You go win that game. And what we're saying here when we're saying this prayer is the same thing. God, here it is. Here's my problem. Here's my concern. Here's my challenge. Here's the miracle that I need to happen in my life. Hallowed be your name. You make it happen. You get it done. It's all about you. It's nothing about me. Okay, this is what this is. This is what we're saying in the Lord's Prayer. And oh my gosh, how many times have I said the Lord's Prayer? Just boom, 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 boom. Stop and think. We are asking God to do what only he can do. We're asking him to do what only he can do. So what can we learn here? The first thing we can learn is that prayer does not move, the prayer does not move God to do things that he is disinclined to do. He's not going to do things he's disinclined to do. We're asking God to do the things that he does, that he is, that his will be done. These are the things we're asking God to do. The second thing is, is that prayer is God's way of bringing our priorities in line with his. Prayer is a way of bringing our priorities in line with his. He wills for us to make things of great consequence of our prayers. When we say, hallowed be thy name, we should say it with such passion, with such enthusiasm, to say, hallowed be thy name. We want him to do what only he can do. His ways, not my ways. And when we say it, church, when we say it, and we say it with passion, how we begin to align our own words, our own hearts, our own everything about ourselves and how we see ourselves, and we just say, you know what? Hallowed be your name. God, you do what you can do. I can't do it anymore. This is the beautiful thing. And what happens is when we get to the next part of the verse, the very next thing that you say, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Hey, I can't do that. I can't bring his kingdom. Only he can bring his kingdom. So we're asking God, hallowed be your name. You come. So what does it actually mean to hallow his name? To hallow his name means to sanctify. It means to sanctify. The Greek word that stands behind both, both of these words, hallow, is also the same word that stands behind sanctify. So Jesus is telling us to pray. This is Jesus was teaching us on prayer here in Matthew 6. Let your name be sanctified. Let your name be made holy. Let us treat your name as holy. And what does it mean? Holy is to set apart. When we are saying, hallowed be thy name, we're saying, God, you are holy. Set yourself apart to be holy. Do only what you can do and show yourself. 
When God sanctifies us, it means that he makes us holy. But when we sanctify God, it means that we treat him as holy. You see, that's, there's a difference there. There's a difference there. When God sanctifies us, it means that he makes us holy. He has sanctified us. He has cleansed us of all unrighteousness. He continues to move us closer and closer to being like Jesus. But when it says when we sanctify God, it means that we treat him as holy. So the next question to me becomes, what does it mean to treat God as holy? What does it mean, then, to treat him as holy? And there's things that we can learn here. Numbers 20, verse 12. And I'm going I'm to look at four different scriptures. They're actually all in the Old Testament. <clears throat> And then there's kind of a reference in the New Testament that I also want to show about how we can live our lives this way. How can we, when we are saying, hallowed be thy name, what does that mean for us? What can we do? What is our response to that? What do we say, you know what, hallowed be your name, but what is my response? What am I supposed to go do with this information that I have? Numbers 20, verse 12. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. Because you did not believe me, To hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Okay, this is Moses. He was upset and he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock, which God commanded to do. He didn't hallow God's name. He didn't do it. And so what happened is there was a consequence. So what does hallow mean? It means to believe him. It means we need to believe him. We need to believe God is who he says he is, that he will do what he says he's going to do. That these promises that are in this Bible are for us. That he is for us and not against us. This is what we have to understand when we are saying, hallowed be thy name. It means to believe him. It means that instead of a peaceful confidence in the power of God, Moses was bitter and impulsive. How many of you have ever been bitter and impulsive? Like yesterday, maybe even this morning. Yeah, I mean, this happens to us. We get ahead of ourselves. We say, well, I know that God has this plan for my life, so I'm just going to jump at it, and I'm going to go all the way to it right away. Sometimes God's saying, no, 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 time out. There's a time of growth. There's a time of preparation You know, the Apostle Paul didn't just jump into being the Apostle Paul. If you really look, he has spent years upon years studying God's word, hearing from God, separating himself out in preparation for what God had planned for him to go do. But we get impulsive. And we say, okay, God, yes, 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 that's me. Let me go, let me go, let me go. Hold on. Only if he says to go that quickly, go that quickly. But we sing, hallowed be his name. We are are saying, I believe you. God, and what you are doing in my life. I believe you. The New Testament kind of parallel to this, in 1 John 5, verse 10, you can write this down, it says, he who does not believe God has made him a liar. Oh, please. These scriptures are like, come on, really. Those who do not believe God have made him out to be a liar. So if we are not believing God is who he says he is, will do what he says, and that his will for our life is for health and healing, we are calling him a liar. We are calling him a liar. Yikes. The same thing Moses said, hey, I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, I'm a, I am upset. There's no water. Everyone's thirsty. Everyone's complaining. Everyone's fussing. I'm having water now, and he struck the rock. That's not what God wanted him to go do. That's not what God had planned 
for him to go do. When you make someone a liar, you profane that person's name, which is the opposite of treating that person as holy. So actually, when you are not believing God is who he says he is and will do, you are actually saying that I don't believe this, and God, you're a liar, you're profaning God's name. Yikes. Ouch. I love these messages. I don't get as many amens <clears throat> on this part. When we're, then when we're talking about bulldog and aggressive faith, everyone's jumping down with a lot of amens. But this is, this is in the Bible too, guys. This is, the, this is the full, this is everything. This has got it all. The whole counsel of God, yeah? Not trusting God is the exact opposite of hallowing his name. So when you say, our Father, hallowed be thy name, you're saying, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. That's what you're saying when you say, hallowed be your name. How many areas in your life are you not really trusting God with? Completely and totally, utterly trusting God in your life. I don't know. I have some. I'm working on them. Each of us are working on them. It may be your career. It may be, you know, a sporting career. It may be something you have in business. It may be a new business idea. Are you truly trusting God? To live a life marked by miracles, we have to trust God in that area of our life. You have to. You want supernatural healing in your life? You want God to move a miraculous healing power, and you don't actually believe that he can or that he will heal you? Guess what? You're going to have a challenge getting healed. You're going to have a challenge getting healed. Now, the Bible talks about those who are unsaved and those who are anointed with the gift of healing can still heal. But I'm talking about in everyday life, when you come here and you stand before God and say, Lord, I want someone to pray with me to receive healing, but you don't actually believe that you're going to be healed? Hallowed be thy name. You have to believe God. Believe who he says he is. Trusted be your word. Hallowed means trusted be your word. The next part, Isaiah 8, verse 12 and 13. Isaiah 8, 12 and 13. Do not say a conspiracy concerning all that his people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of the threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. Whoa. Whoa, 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 time out. So this is saying that, no, 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 there is nothing on this earth that we should fear. Church, there is nothing on this earth we should fear. Nothing has dominion and authority over you when you have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior and you're in his kingdom and you're his child and you're in his family. Nothing, nothing shall cause us fear, yet we walk around in fear day in and day out. But the Bible's saying, no, don't walk in fear. When you are calling, hallowed be your name, you're saying, you know what? I will not fear men anymore. I will not fear what happens in this world. I am only choosing to fear God. I am only choosing to fear God. No more fear of man. No more running around trying to please man or woman and what they think and what they feel and what they say. I choose to please only God. I choose to fear only God. And that's it. Hallowed be thy name, you're saying, that's it. I fear God and only God. Church, I know I'm speaking, I'm yelling real loud, but this is difficult. I get it. 
You want to take over a church for 30 years that Pastor Jim and Pam have made? And I started thinking, oh my gosh, what about this decision? Well, what are they going to think? What are they going to say about that? I wonder what they feel about that. God's like, no, no. Sure, you can get his counsel, you can get his advice, but I have to stop walking around thinking and worrying about what other people are thinking, what other people are saying. I'm here to serve him and only him, and I'm going to do what he says to go do and only what he says to go do. Yes, this is for real. This is how we have to live our life. Another example of my life, yeah, I believe it was yesterday. This is not the greatest example of my life. This is where I failed in this case. So we had a friend come over, I won't mention her name, uh, but she came over, and one of my daughters, I won't mention their name, decided to run out into the front yard, okay? Run out into the front yard. Now, I don't like when the kids run out into the front yard. We live on kind of a busy street. I get very upset. I get very upset very quickly. And so the one girl, she ran out into the front yard, and I went blazing out of that door, man. I went running out there, and I grabbed her. I said, what are you doing? You can't go out here. It's too dangerous. You have to come back in. And then I realized that there was somebody else here. There was somebody else here. And I was just like, oh, why did I act that way? What was I thinking? What was I doing? And I started thinking about what that person was going to think about me. And what I missed was what does God actually think about how I'm treating this child? What does God actually think of how I'm treating my spouse or my wife or my children? Right? We need to walk day in and day out. Men, you need to walk day in and day out fearing what God is thinking about how you're, how you're treating your spouse. Not, I treat her differently in public than I do in private. No, 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 no. God is everywhere. He is everywhere that you go. You can't be different in, in, in your bedroom than you can be at school thinking and, and doing other things. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, this or that. I listen to this or whatever. No, God is with you all the time. We need to be worried about what God thinks about us. I need to be thinking about, wow, before I go blazing out that door, what does God think? I was impulsive. I was impulsive. This happened, church, I mean, you're all here, right? This, all, this happens to everybody. We do this. But what, what hallowed be thy name saying, God, I trust you, and God, I fear you, and only you. I will no longer be pushed around by what other people think. I will only seek to please you. Amen. Hallowed be thy name. The next one, Leviticus 22, 31 through 33. Therefore, you shall keep my commands and perform them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. We hallow the name of God when we keep his commands. When we are calling out, hallowed be thy name, we're saying, Lord, I want to, I will keep your commands. I believe in you. I will not fear anybody but you, and I will keep your commands. We profane the name of God when we break his commands. So when we say, Father, let your name be hallowed, I mean, Father, cause your commandments to be obeyed. Hallowed be your name. Cause your commandments to be obeyed. Or in other words, obeyed be your commands. Obeyed be your commands. In John 14, 15, 
Go with me just real quickly there. I love how God does numerical things in the Bible. We're going to do John 14, 15, and then John 15, 14, yeah? John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands. And John 15, 14 says something very similar. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So we are saying, hallowed be thy name. We're saying, yes, Jesus, you are my friend. I will, whatever you're commanding me to do, whatever you're asking me to go do, I will go do it. And the interesting thing is it's linked to the very thing before it that says when he's telling you to do something that might cause a stir in something that is a, a fear of man, you have to say, you know what, I've already decided. I trust you. I trust your word. I trust and believe in you. I will not fear man. I will only fear you. So guess what? Now I can go trust your commands. Now I can go obey your commands. Because if you're obeying your commands that he has given, and you're not doing it because you don't trust him, then you're not really obeying him truly. You're just, you're just doing religion. I'm just doing it because someone told me to do it. No, you're doing these commands because you trust him and you fear only him. What does he think? What's he going to say if I don't follow his commands? You see that? Hallowed be your name. It's, it's, you got to say, I trust you. I trust you, God. And I fear only you, and I will obey your commands. I will obey your commands. And the last one is Leviticus 10.3. Leviticus 10.3. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke, saying, by those who come near me, I must regard as holy, and before all the people, I must be glorified. And so Aaron held his peace. This text is saying that God is showing himself holy and being glorified are virtually the exact same thing. So when we are praying, hallowed be thy name, you're saying, glorified be your name. You see, once we say, I trust you, I fear only you, I obey only your commands, and you say, you know what, God? Glorify your name. This is it. This is you and only you. I'm wrapping this whole thing up, these four things, it says it can only be you. Hallowed be your name. Andy or Jake, I don't know which one of you guys are going to come up and underscore, but you guys can come up. Hallowed be thy name. It is a request, not a declaration. What we're saying is, Lord, cause your name to be hallowed. Cause it to be hallowed. How can we live a life that's marked by miracles? How can we do this? We need God to hallow his name. These miracles that are happening in your life, it's he's doing them. You're not doing them. He's doing them. He's the one doing these miracles. So what does that mean for us? What is our part? We have to believe his word and trust in him. We have to believe his word and trust in him. If you're here this morning, you've never, you've never ever said, so you know what? I need to make a decision to trust Jesus with my entire life. I've heard this many times, but I've never actually decided, you know what? Today it's me. I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end to say, that's me. I want to trust Jesus with my entire life because I can't continue to go on the way I'm going on and I see earthquakes happening over here and shootings happening over there and I'm worried and I'm scared and I'm fearing. The Lord says, no, come to me. Come to me. 
and I will give you peace. The peace that passes all understanding is through Jesus Christ. It's through him. He is it all available to you. All you have to do is say, that's me. I want to make that decision today. I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. This is how we can live a life marked by miracles. We need to fear the Lord. Revere him. Fear the Lord. What I only concern, my only care is what he thinks. My goal in life the rest of this week is to please him. The rest of this month is to please him. The rest of my life is to please him. Every one of you needs to make that your prayer. You're crying out. Every time you say, hallowed be your name, you're saying, Lord, I fear you. I want to do only what you have for me. I will not be concerned about what others think. We need to walk in obedience to his word. And we need to glorify him and lift his name up. For his name is above every other name. So with every head bowed, Everyone's eyes closed this morning. If you're here and you're that person who has never made the decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, the Son of God who came to this earth, who died on the cross for your sins, who rose from the grave, the Bible says, All you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. Saved for all of eternity. If something were to happen to you this afternoon, there's one place you'll be going and that is to heaven. One place. You say, I'm not sure. I don't know if something would happen to me where I would go. Well, you can be sure today. You can be sure and we will pray with you. If that is you this morning, Say, I need to make a decision this morning. I'm tired of trying to do this life on my own. I'm trying to, I'm so tired of everything that I'm trying to go do on my own strength, and I need God's help. I need Jesus in my life. I want to make him my Lord and Savior. Just slip your hand up. Who is it today? Anybody here at all who says, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day I'm making my decision for Jesus. Okay. Eyes still closed, head bowed. The other question I have for you today. If you're here today and you say, I, I'm tired of trying to please man. I'm tired of trying to walk through the rituals and the do all the things I'm supposed to go do. I just want to please God. That's all I want to go do. I want to make a commitment that the rest of this week and month and year, I will, I'm going to focus on nothing else but pleasing God. What does he think? What does he want to do? That everywhere I walk and everything that I do, I will keep a constant reminder that my goal is to please him. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand this morning. Wonderful. Thank you. Just keep your hands up. I want to pray with you. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your strength, for your goodness, for your faithfulness. Father, you see the hands that are raised, that are making a decision, a commitment to say, I am turning away from the fear of man. I'm turning away from what other people think, and I'm turning to you. And I'm saying, this morning, I will fear you and you alone. Father, you see those hands. Father, minister to them. Strengthen them. Encourage them. Father, bring scriptures to their mind as they walk and live this out. Bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. Hallowed be your name. Father, our prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You, only you, God. Thank you, Father. Put your hands down. Thank you. So I just want to pray a prayer of blessing over each and every one of us as we leave. Small group leaders, if you want to make your way up, if you have a prayer need in your life, anything, anything, whether it be healing, maybe you didn't want to raise your hand for the prayer of salvation. Maybe like, you know what? I didn't want to raise my hand in front of everybody. These men and women are up here, can pray with you. You need healing in your life, physical, emotional, relational, whatever. They're here to pray with you. They know God's word. They know God's promises. And they'll tell you what they are in regards to your situation. They will build up your faith. So I encourage you, if there's something in your life you need prayer for anything, they're right here. Salvation, baptism of the Holy Spirit, whatever it is. Come up here. They will agree with you in prayer. So, Father, as we go from this place, as we go from this place, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Thank you, Father, for your name that is above every other name. Thank you, Father, we can be part of the kingdom that is above every kingdom. Father, we trust you. We trust you are who you say you are. Father, we fear only you. Father, strengthen us to obey your commands. And let us leave this place glorifying you. And only you. Father, may we put aside all other idols that we have placed before you in our life. And we turn to you. Father, we repent of our sins, we turn from them, and we seek you and only you. Father, thank you for blessing us and being with us this morning. Bless the rest of this weekend and our entire weeks that lay ahead as we live lives marked by miracles. Hallowed be your name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be dismissed. Again, if you need prayer, come on up here. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. 
If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.